Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Graves in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 58 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I'm excited to be joined today by the creators of the comic book series, Kinsei. How you guys doing? Great. Thank you so much for having us. Hey, hey doing great. Thanks, Joe. Now, uh, as I was telling you guys before we started, this is the first time I've had three people on at the same time, so we'll see how Skype ha- handles it, although it's, I guess, only two Skype accounts, so that should be that should be okay. We'll do our best. <laughs> before we get too far in, why don't you guys tell me a little bit about yourselves? Uh, sure. Uh, Sebastian here. Uh, my name is Sebastian. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm from the Bay Area, and I've been in L.A. for about ten years now, maybe. I I feel like I'm a little bit giving my personal, but um, I'm into acting and art, and I currently live in Sherman Oaks, and I love comic books. Very cool, Emma. Ooh, me. Um, I I'm Emma Kellner. Um, I am an illustrator. I currently live in Burbank. I just graduated. Um, I was at Stanford, and I was a major in gender studies. So I'm just a whole mishmash of things um but yeah i i like sebastian and kit love art love theater um i'm I'm a very fun fun loving gal Um, (laughs) and i currently do um kind of ad and social media and branding illustration work um mostly for xbox and microsoft with the firm i'm at so that's real fun how about you kit uh, I, I am Kit. Uh, I'm Emma's sister, which is, I think, the most important thing I can say about myself. Um, we have a brother, too, but he doesn't work in comics, so. What, what else is there to say about him? Yeah. Um, I started out as a playwright, um, and I, I guess I, I still am, but I haven't written plays in a while. I, I, um, I moved over into uh, writing for television, which has been awesome, um, and I love that. Um, I worked on an Amazon show. Uh, earlier this year and I sold a cable pilot this summer. Um so that's been it's been a great year for T V. Um and I, I write a bunch for the internet too. I used to do that more, but um uh and I yeah, I write comics. I really do like hopping from medium to medium as a writer. I think it um for me it I, I feel like it keeps me sharp and fresh and I, I bring better things to the mediums I'm coming into because the mediums have just left. Um 
uh, I live in Studio City, which is 10 minutes away from where Emma lives in Burbank. I would, I would be sad to live any, any further than that. Farther, further. Agreed. Um, I think that's all the big stuff. I'm married. I have two dogs. It's great. That's, those are also important things. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, what are your areas of geekitude? Like, what things do you geek out about? And, uh, anybody who wants to start is more than welcome to. I definitely think Kids is going to be her two dogs. Yeah, I really love dogs. <laughs> um, I liked dogs until I got dogs, and then I, yeah, dogs for sure. Um, my first job was working at a bookstore, and that says a lot. I, I love books. I love, I, I love also, I love, I love books that kind of fall into the cracks, and they were maybe like kind of popular, kind of acclaimed like 30 years ago or 100 years ago, and it's kind of like people have forgotten how great they are. Um, I, I would say I work in TV and theater. I love those two things too. Um, I think those are the big things for me. Very cool. Um, yeah, if we're going in reverse order from the last question, I can go. Um, I love, um, I'm, you know, as a visual artist, I, I love and I'm inspired by kind of other art and comics and animation. Like, I, I really do love the art of animation. And for me, there's, there's no, um, there's no quality threshold for me loving it. Like I love the good stuff and, and the garbage, like pretty, pretty non-discriminately. Um, and especially like, I really love anything kind of with a nice patina on it. Like, like anything where I can kind of pinpoint the moment in history where it's coming from or get some, some context around it. So, um, like one of the things that I loved my whole life, I love Archie comics and kind of how they've endured since, the forties and seeing them change and ebb and flow over time. Um, and, uh, I, I love a good, I love a good podcast. Um, and I'm a big geek for musical theater. That's, um, that's, that's been a lifelong thing too. Very cool. Sebastian. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I read a ton of comic books. Um, I've been in the comics since I was, I really started collecting, I guess in third grade. Um, which was, uh, a while ago. Um, but yeah, I love comic books. I love TV. I love film, theater, all the stuff that they said. I, I love, um, art, all kinds of art, uh, and illustration. Oh, and similar to, um, what Emma was saying about, uh, animation for me, just movies in general. I'm also a big fan of horrible movies. Uh, <laughs> Um, I've, and I have always been, and I just, I love putting on a good, really bad movie and, um, and just letting it wash over me. Um, I guess that's it. Oh, video games. I also geek out about video games. Um, and I just got a new 3D printer, so I guess that's pretty geeky. That's very cool. A couple, a couple follow-up questions for you. Uh, what, what genre of video games do you tend to play? I tend to play, um... More story-based, like, I guess, like, uh, Tomb Raider and Prince of Persia and, uh, uh, the Bioshock series, uh, Uncharted, um, uh, and Bioshock Infinite was one of my favorites, um, Last of Us. The game's more like that. Like, I don't do a lot of straight first-person shooters, and I don't really do, um, RPG, straight RPG games. So, I don't know what genre that is, technically, but. Yeah, no, I think that action, yeah, RPG, yeah. Um, and then the other question is, is what is your favorite so bad it's good movie? Um, oh my God. So many good ones. Um, you know, honestly, the, as far as favorites go, and at the time I believed they were legitimately good movies, <laughs> is 
anything with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Over here, if you were going to ask. Yes. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I think I think Kit feels similarly, but like Teen Witch is my favorite. So oh, good. Oh, I remember yeah. Teen Witch. That is that definitely falls into the category. Yeah. <laughs> How funny. Um, do you guys have areas where you feel your your geekitude is low? Like you you just kind of steer away away from that uh, that genre or type of geekiness? I mean, for for me, I. I like games, both video games and kind of analog, like board games or even card games. Like I just, I don't have a a very um, high aptitude for like game strategy or um, or even like a like dexterity. Mm-hmm. So it's like like the game aspect of games. I don't I, I, is not my my expertise, but I do really love kind of the the art and making of, especially um, kind of, uh, especially some of the, the video games that uh, Sebastian just dropped. I love the Bi- the Bioshock um, series, and think they do some really cool stuff with their worlds. Um, I love the Red Dead stuff. So, um, really, just the actual playing of games, which is their purpose, as I as I am, <laughs> uh, is is not my area of aptitude. Well, with with. Uh... Twitch now, and and I know I, I enjoyed many a day growing up with my brother watching him play. I, I remember specifically Prince of Persia, and, uh, you know, I was perfectly fine just sitting back and watching him do all the work and just enjoying the story, so I, I think that's a, a valid life choice. <laughs> uh, how about the rest of you? Uh, I am not super geeky about, like, I guess what, what Emma said, too, I don't really do a lot of board games. Um or card games. Um, occasionally when, like, I'm visiting family, I'll get roped into uh, stuff. I do, like, uh, dominoes and stuff, but <laughs> as far as... Um, <laughs> um, I don't... I'm actually not real great with music, like, and I've never... I've always liked music, but I'm not somebody who... I, I feel like that's where I'm really lacking in life, is I don't follow a lot of uh, music or trends, and that's not something that I... Even when I was in high school, like I'd drive to to school and either drive in silence or uh, listen to like news radio or something. I, I've never. Uh, that's where I falter, Joe. That's really where I falter. I'm right there with you. I, if it's not a podcast, I don't have it playing on my uh, on my phone. I'm happy to hear that. I actually feel I feel more um, like I have a community now because I. <laughs> Yeah, my students will ask what type of music I, I listen to, and I'm like, I'm a second-hand listener. It's whatever the person in the, driving the car has on in their car. I don't... You know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Kit? Yeah, I mean, you guys have covered it. I'm... I'm um, I, I basically, like, the last time I knew anything about gaming was, I think, in 1996 when we had a Super Nintendo. I was... We had, I think, like... 10 cartridges, and I, I feel pretty solid about those games, but, um, and no thing with music, though, I, um, I mean, I felt really great about, like, I, I felt like I was, like, a music person my, I guess, like, my senior year of high school, freshman, sophomore year of college, and I just dropped off, um, but I feel like you, I mean, like, I think we're kind of getting at this, you kind of only can be, you know, really knowledgeable and really keep up on, like, a few things, like, you kind of do have to decide at a certain point what you Trade so, off. so I decided to be really knowledgeable about foreign films and not know anything about music, and that's certainly <laughs> <all> pop culture. <laughs> I, 
I didn't realize what bad taste I had in music really until Spotify. No, like, no, 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 no. I me, think you have great taste. Okay, okay, okay. Until Spotify started doing Discover Weekly, where they basically like answer back at you, we think you'll like this because you like this. And it's all like wedding DJ music. Like it's all like the Mozzarella kit. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I, okay, if you, if you say it's bad, fine, but wedding, wedding music is the only music you can get everyone of all, all ages and, and creeds and backgrounds up to dance. You can't just dance to just, just anything. It's gotta be the Macarena and YMCA and stuff. Oh so, so I, 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 I beg to differ. This is why I love kids. <laughs> she not let me feel bad about myself. <laughs> Whenever you play music in my car, it's the best car ride. We have the best. <laughs> True. I won't. I won't let you feel. Well, it sounds like you have the, your music taste is interactive. Things that let you sing along with or dance to, or I, I think that's. I think that's fabulous. Ah, I'll take it. <laughs> you guys have favorite fandoms? Things that you tend to go back to over and over again? Oh, definitely. Um, I think. I think actually the three of us might be the same on this one, which is uh, the Buffy verse. Yes. <laughs> that's one I can go back to all the time and do. Um, so for me, it's definitely Buffy and then also X-Files. Okay, so my question is, is why have the four of us not hung out before? Because we're, <laughs> we're hitting all the same. We're all theater people. We all don't know music. We all <laughs> love <laughs> Buffy. Oh, Palm Springs. Joe, I love Palm Springs. I will come visit you in Palm Springs. Yeah, we'll have a party. Come on out. <laughs> That'd be awesome. yeah. The pool the, is the cold. Saguaro, yeah, the Saguaro is my favorite place to vacation. I, I love Palm Springs. I live three blocks south of the Saguaro. Yay! We're going to come hang. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, we love Buffy. In fact, my husband uh, is is not a Buffy fan, but uh, we have two friends that are huge Buffy fans. So, like, once a month we get together and we have a Buffy night and make him watch episodes of Buffy. And he was fine because we drink and eat and, and you know, are, hang out together. But me and the, and the other guys are, are much more uh, into the, the Buffy. And it's hard to get oh. through that first season because... <laughs> It was it was like oh that's very nineties. <laughs> it's very nineties. Oh, we're inviting ourselves over. We're gonna come to Palm Springs. We're gonna go to your Buffy night, and then we're gonna go to like the Tropical or something. That sounds bad. That sounds like a perfect night. That's awesome. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Awesome. All right, that's <laughs> um, what are some of the things that you guys love that you know it's not very popular, but you think everybody? Oh wait. We still do our fandom. We, we, we have to do our <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I thought we were universally buffying. No, 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 go ahead. Short. I have. I have. I mean, I have a, a tragic confession to make, which is, and Kit knows this, but I I've never really watched Buffy. Like that. That's that's my. That's an area where my geekitude is low. I think so, um, my universe just shattered right now. I know. I'm really really sorry. <laughs> um, I I feel like I feel like a sham if it's any help. No. Uh, but, I mean, my favorite fandom, I've thought about this for a little while, and I think this is the right answer. I love the Arthur fandom. Yes! <laughs> um, is now, like, it, it was absolutely my favorite show coming up, and, gr- growing up, coming up, uh, growing up, and, like, we, we were, we were on a family vacation somewhere that had a time difference, and we were, like, all very jet-lagged, 
was it me or Teddy who said this? I like I remember being the one who said this, but it might have been our brother. Someone in the family, we were all like incredibly jet lagged, and one person, it was either me or my brother, just said, "It's only eight hours till Arthur." No, 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 no. This is here's what happened. We were in Boston. You were like a baby, baby. We were snowed in, so we couldn't. We were like, really? yeah, yeah. We were in, we were on the East Coast, and we, were, and we were snowed in, so we couldn't go outside our hotel. We couldn't really go anywhere, so we just had to like watch TV for okay. a few days. Okay, that actually makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's like a big, yeah, big uh, sign counter quote. It was only, only eight hours to Arthur, and I still feel that way. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I like I love it. I love when they have guest stars and the Backstreet Boys or Yo Oh Yo Yo Ma have to be like a rabbit. Um, and I love the new I love the new memes. I think they're great. I love the new Arthur memes. That's awesome. That's that's something that I don't have a huge familiarity with. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out. And I'll check out Buffy. I promise. <laughs> well, there. You know, we're not going back to season one. We're just starting season two. So you know. Yeah, you can read like the Wikipedia, like the wiki entrance. Or well, this is your mission, Kate. You're gonna have to get her caught up. Oh, I try every week. <laughs> I'm always like. They use high school as a metaphor so well. We're trying to do the same thing. And Keen say, Emma, you have to watch. Blah, blah, blah. I, I try so hard. But you cannot make someone um, consume art unless I think you live in, like, a dictatorship. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Just, you have to bribe. Um, I'll be quick about my favorite fandom. This might be a little outside the box, but I love um, Halloween the, the Holiday um, mm-hmm. in, in Los Angeles. It's um, a big thing. It just gets bigger every year. There are so many haunted houses and we have the west hollywood parade and it's um i just every year i love halloween more and i this year i kind of realized there's like a big halloween person christmas person divide i guess there are people that like november 1st are like so happy halloween is over and ready to get into christmas and i like christmas but i that's me love halloween i love (laughs) Halloween so much yeah halloween's halloween's a really fun especially if you're doing it out in la because the we we live two blocks above um uh, in West Hollywood where the the parade takes place. Yeah. So we we would just kind of all meet up on um in Boys Town and just hang out and it's it's a blast. It's oh, crazy. It's so fun. I love it so 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 much. Halloween. Yeah. Sorry. What was that? No, oh, I just. When did you move? Um, we're gonna be in this house six years this January. Oh. oh, okay. I was just thinking back to why we hadn't hung out before, and and uh, when you said you lived so close, I was like, man, we should have all. We really should have, and I I've got quite a few friends now that are out more in your direction, so we're gonna have to meet up. Yeah, for sure. All right, so so on to things that are not as popular that you guys think everybody should be checking out. Um, well, as one of these Christmas people that kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean, I have to come out with just a strong, strong love of Christmas and holiday specials. Um, especially, um, especially, I, I don't, I, I think even though ABC Family is freeform now, they still do this. They did the 25 days of Christmas every year and they would play all the kind of 70s, 80s, Rankin Bass, like stop motion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and filmation, Christmas specials, Santa Claus is coming to town, Jack Frost, of course, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I think they are so clunky and wonderful. <laughs> I, and I am in love. Um, I also really appreciate, um, kind of the, the, the live action, the more, um, the more romantic, heartfelt, like Hallmark specials. 
mm-hmm. um, which are like, there are, I think like a hundred, there's an insane number of them and they're all the exact same and they all have like Danica McKellar or someone in them. <laughs> our, our dad has a high geek geekitude. Yeah, our dad, our dad has <laughs> dad a very, them all. very high geekitude for Hallmark. Group. Yeah, he, he DVRs them and I think he watches like one a day during December. He's, you know, he's really I, on it. <laughs> and if I get home, I'll join him. That's awesome. <laughs> Anything else, you guys? Oh, so I'm trying to decide between 12. <laughs> um yeah i that's so funny i mean my wife is the same way she watches those those hallmark movies uh especially at christmas time just nonstop. so um but that's not mine um i don't know i i think that this is a little bit older but as far as i just want everybody to be aware of it it's um Lock and Key, the comic book series Lock and Key. Um, it was written by Joe Hill and illustrated by Gabriel Rodriguez. Um, it's so awesome. Uh, I just recommend that everybody check it out. It's so, it's sort of spooky. I was never into necessarily like Lovecraftian, um, novels or anything, but it deals a little bit with that and just like supernatural. And it's about, it's primarily about one family, this group of kids, um, two brothers and a sister, I believe that live in this house um, that has all these different keys that unlock different things to happen within the house or different powers or different. uh, It's really cool, really interesting. And I recommend it to everybody. It's lock and key, but it's spelled L O C K E. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That sounds like right up my alley. I would, I'm going to have to check that out. Oh dude. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's, it's so good and it's done. So you can read the whole thing. Nice. Those, that's always nice. It's nice. That's fun to binge. Yes. Um, well, I mean, as, as like a general genre, I love, um, like teeny tiny art house movies, like where like you look at the box office for the year and it's like, like 0.3 million. Like, <laughs> I mean, $300,000. I mean, it probably cost that much too. Um, I guess, I mean, there was a bunch this year, but the one that I really loved was, um, it wasn't that art housey, but it was still small, was, um, of uh, The Meddler starring Susan Sarandon as everybody's mom. It's just like the best mom character I, I I've seen in cinema. Um, she's Rose Byrne's mom and she's just, you know, she's, um, a widow. Her husband and Rose Byrne's dad passed away, I think about a year ago when the movie starts. And she's just so lonely and so invasive and so in everybody's business and so funny. And I just love, I don't think the movie made any money at all, but I loved it so much. So that's my, that's my movie of the year that, that no one saw. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We're going to be talking about Quince, but do you guys have any other things you've got on the in the works right now that you want to promote and tell people about? Um, I mean, me, you can find my stuff kind of scattered all around the web on some of the brands I mentioned earlier in the episode. But but other than that, Quince, 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 Quince. I earlier this year I wrote on an Amazon show called Me, The Beginning of Everything, which is about Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald. Um, Christina Ricci plays Zelda and is amazing. Um, it was an amazing show to write for. It just we all just got to live in 1920 for a few months, and that was fantastic. Um, 1920 New York, no less. Uh, so that we just got the, the the first trailer just dropped for it, and it's very sexy, which is exciting. Um, and uh, that the show drops. January 27th, which is a Friday, because all the Amazon shows drop on Friday. And then I've been keeping this one a secret for like months and months and months. Emma knows this, but like finally Deadline didn't like, you know, published like a, a thing about this thing I'm working on. So I guess if like Deadline said it, I can like finally say it. Um, so I, um, 
wrote a pilot. They haven't said uh, the announcement of where we sold it hasn't come out yet. So I don't think I can say it, but like we've sold a pilot to a cable network everybody knows um, called Widow, um, and it's starring Elizabeth Olsen, which I think a lot of Geekitude people will, will be into because she's Scarlet Witch in the Avengers, and she's mm-hmm. um, and she also executive produces the series and is just phenomenal. She's I've been a fan of her forever, and it's just been great being a collaborator. Um, so um. So yeah, so we're working on this on this TV show together that she's that we're both EPing and that she's starring in, um, and it's just I'm super and, and so so that's in development right now and um and yeah and so fingers crossed we get to make the show for real because it's um it's just been a, you know the best time ever like dreaming things up about it Yay. so that's, that's awesome. Yeah, but like literally, it's been like I like in summer. I've had to keep my mouth shut, and then finally, like someone on the internet said something well, on deadlines, like one of the Hollywood websites. So I'm like, well, deadline things. So I guess like yeah. stop and we keeping are, this dumb secret. We are not good at keeping our mouths shut. I'm so, so bad. I'm, <laughs> I have a thing, but I can't say anything. <laughs> I, I imagine this, this is a huge relief for everyone. Yeah, I'm so yeah. To brag about I can this. finally be blabby. I'm so excited. I love blabbing. <laughs> those, those are the things that I'm working on. Very cool. Obviously. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, that's so awesome, Kit. I didn't realize that Deadline had said anything about it. Yeah, that's so. Congratulations. That's so awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Um, as far as other stuff that I'm working on, um, Penguins versus Possums, which is another comic book series that I I work on. Um, the last issue uh, comes out on, I want to say Monday. Uh, but it comes out this coming week, and I'm really excited about that because it's been something I've worked on for quite a while. And um, so to have that wrapping up as um, transitioning into into Kinsei coming out in January is just really exciting. And um, I'm I'm proud of uh, both things, but but Penguins vs. Possums has been going on for quite a while. So to kind of be uh, it's the end of an era on that one, and uh, I'm really excited about it. So you can go to penguinsvspossums.com and, and order a copy of uh, Issue 8, which comes out next week. Um, but, yeah, besides that, just super excited and uh, about Kinsa. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you guys for, for sharing yourselves with us and letting us know a little bit more about you. Um, we're we're going to move on to how we kept it geek this week, <laughs> some of the geeky stuff we did. Um, I have been all in on um, Heroes of the Storm by Blizzard. It's it's a, a really fun MOBA game. And uh, as I said on our last episode, one of the fun things is is anytime I log in, a bunch of my seniors are playing, and they'll invite me to their group. Uh, cool. It's 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 kind of crazy playing video games with with students because they approach problems in a very different way. <laughs> it's like hold back, hold back. Oh nope, you just charged in. Okay, well then we'll do this. <laughs> uh, but it's a lot of fun, and uh, I'm learning a lot from them, and they're they're having a good time, and so it, it has kind of been my my favorite thing as of late, and uh, it's really really been getting into that. Do they trash talk you at all on on there? No, no. In fact, because just before I started the podcast, um, we started a club at my school that does an esports team, and we didn't start just an esports team. We the the governing club of the the team is a um, equity and gaming club, so it's about spreading positivity when you're online. So they know better. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, so they're they're pretty. I mean, we'll 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 tease each other a little bit, but but I think the the thing that I've enjoyed the most is like 
when I'm getting ganked, you know, one of the healer, one of the kids playing a healer or a warrior or something to to try and stop me from dying. Well, I'm I'm on my way, Hogan. I'm on my way. No, <laughs> it's just kind of that interaction. Like they wanna, they want to, uh, they want to do well, and so you know, it's not so much since it's collaborative, it's not so much trash talking. It's more the you know goofiness that comes with doing something stupid and acknowledging it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. How about you guys? What have you guys been up to? Um, go ahead. Sorry, bud. No, you you first, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> so kind. Um, <laughs> so anxious about her own answer. <laughs> uh, is anybody going, or should I go? No, you go, no. Sebastian. I'm okay, okay. anxious about my answer too. <laughs> um, uh, as far as DD stuff, I set up my PS4. I have set all of my settings, but I haven't played anything yet. Um, and like I said, I just got a new 3D printer. Um, but I have my previous 3D printer still set up, so I haven't moved everything over yet. Um, but I guess the geekiest thing I did was probably I had 3D printed a jetpack and helmet for a stuffed penguin and I attached those this week. That's the geekiest thing I can think of that I did this week. That's awesome. What other kind of stuff do you use your printer for? Because I've always thought they're cool, but I'm like, I'll probably never use it. I use it primarily for um, figurines. Like for um, for Penguins vs. Possums, I had done a bunch of um, figurines that I cast in resin. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a time-consuming process. And... Um, the 3D printer, if you can scan in the model into the computer and, and then let the 3D printer do all the work as far as printing out multiple uh, versions of it, it still takes a really long time. Like 3D printers are really slow, at least consumer 3D printers are really slow. Um, but it's not me having to, you know, put on rubber gloves and do all of the, um, the mixing of resin and stuff myself. So primarily I use it for printing out various figurines um, for Penguins vs. Possums. But I've also started doing stuff like, uh, like I said, like with the jetpack and with the helmet and uh, accessories, I guess. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know how geeky this is because I'm kind of of the belief that the more people are consuming one thing at once, the less geeky it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, like, no, I, no, Emma, this is still real geeky. Fair I enough. know what you're gonna say, and it's it's, it's okay. geeky, girl. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, Kit and I have been stoked for Hairspray Live for a very long time now, and it was finally on this Wednesday. We went over to, um, the home of our brother and his fiance and, and consumed it, and it was great. And I was also, um, uh, last night I was, uh, I watched Love Actually with a couple girlfriends, and that was pretty fun. I, um, I think with a, I, th- I think a lot of people feel this way about watching a rom-com, especially in a group, is, like, there's just so much to point out that is that, that can be, like, just egregiously stupid. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's why we why we love them, too. But, like, one of the one of the girls there was like, why do you guys all love this? And it's like, well, we we do. But, like, you're hearing out loud, like, how much we how, how much that is a measured <laughs> and strained and weird love, mm-hmm. um, actually. Um, but put me in, put, put, put me in even more of the Christmas spirit than I was before. Um, so yeah, I guess a couple just geeky group watches. Also watched 
Scrooged alone at 6 a.m. earlier this week, which I think is probably geekier. Okay. It's also just great. <laughs> I felt sad about my life choice. Well, I'll piggyback off of Emma's thing. Yeah, I mean, Hairspray Live was great. And also, the geekiest thing I do every week is um, Emma and I have a musical theater dance class on Tuesday nights. It's also on Saturdays. It's basically like musical theater Zumba for the first half. Like, it's follow along to things like... um. There's Good Morning Baltimore from Hairspray. There's My Shot from Hamilton. Mm-hmm. There's Kinky, Kinky Boots. Yeah. Newsies. And then, nice. so that's the first half, and that's the cardio. And then the last half, we always learn a combo. And it's usually, like, so this week it was, um, it was, uh, you can't stop the beat from Hairspray. Next week, next Saturday is going to be the holiday one, which it's not musical theater, but they're doing, um, All I Want, Mariah Carey's All I Want for You. It's, it's called Five, Six, Seven Sweat. You can look it up, like, people are listening. Um, and live in Los Angeles. It, it, it's like several times a week in various it's, studios in it's Hollywood. Genius. It's just the most fun dancing. And I'm not a great dancer, but I, I love it so much. Um, that was really fun. And then I think I was going to say, oh, I know. Um, uh, I'm also, I'm, so I'm a part of the Halloween fandom. I'm also a part of like the Los Angeles fandom. Like I grew up in LA. I'm like a big Los Angeles like defender and apologist. And I recently, uh, I, no, I last night got this um, book called like a thousand and one things to do in LA and I just like stick to like one in the morning like highlighting all the things I've done and like asterisking things that like I want to do and things that are close by I'm just trying to figure out how to like you know incorporate the things I haven't done into the next year so I feel like that's like if you can be geeky about a city that's pretty hardcore yeah that's that's a lot like I like I haven't used a highlighter since college (laughs) (laughs) how's that have you ever been on the LA neon sign tour no, and I've heard great things. Yeah, I have a, a friend who, for every birthday, he doesn't throw a birthday party. He throws, like, a birthday field trip. Wow. And so one year we went to the L.A. Air Museum, and one year we went to – well, I, I wasn't uh, – I didn't know him, but I know one year that he went to the um, – like, to tour the sewer systems and the waste disposal plant because it was really fascinating. And one year he did a neon sign tour, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, man, that sewer system thing sounds great, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is something other people say, too, but Los Angeles is a pretty bad city to be a tourist in. It's, it's, it's not a great city to visit. It's confusing and Byzantine and weird, but it's a great city to live in. Mm-hmm, it's a, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's, and there's always things to do, and I'm always I'm so proud of our, our food and our culture and just the patchwork nature of the city. So, um... Uh, and I, Emma moved here, I guess, what, is it not two months ago? Yeah, two, two months ago. Two and a half. And, so, and, the, and the first month she was living with me, and I it was like, I felt like I was like the cruise director of Los Angeles. I was just like trying to make her like understand how cool she it was. was. She was my daddy Warbucks. I was, she was like, well, the magic of the city is hard to describe in words. Let me show you. Yes. But like, no, noted, neon sign to her. I really want to do that. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. There's also a really good food tour that leaves out of the farmer's market. Yeah. And, and you walk down the street and just go to all these different little restaurants. Really, really good stuff out there. All right. Um, before we move on to our main topic, we're going to talk a little bit about the Nerd Out Kickstarter. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us for the first time and haven't heard us promote how much we love uh, Michelle Jensen and her Nerd Out app, um, Nerd Out is a calendar app that you can get on, on your smartphone, and it basically lets you know what geeky events are going on in your town. 
And, yeah, and she's doing a big Kickstarter right now to uh, reboot it and kind of do Nerd Out App 2.0 and give new features and clean up the system and just make it a much better uh, app for everybody to use. So if you can, please, please, please go out and help her Kickstarter because, again, not only is it an amazing app, but she's an amazing person, and she's doing this just out of her own pocket. So uh, go out, donate to the Kickstarter, you know, give her a, a, a little message of encouragement, and, and tell all your friends about Nerd Out, because it is, it is a phenomenal app, a phenomenal community, and we, we highly endorse it here at Geek It does sound super cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a really, really cool app, and it's easy to use, and I know when we've gone out of town and we just don't have anything planned for a night or something, uh, we'll, we'll look it up, and there's there's hundreds of things on there. So, highly recommend. Very. Cool. All right, so let's talk about Kinsei. Um Where does it start out? Tell us what it is. Uh, it sounds really interesting, especially for, um, for the group of kids I teach, so it might be something that will be finding its way into my classroom, but, but let us know what it is. Sebastian, I feel like you're the kind of nuclear yeah, guy. Yeah, you gotta start, Sebastian. <laughs> All right, I'll start. I'll start. I'll talk about where it started, and then maybe I can hand it off. Um, so I've always been a fan of like uh, things like Amazing Spider-Man and and uh, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. That was a cartoon that was on. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of uh, a superhero in high school that um, is still dealing with being a high schooler, but that gets their powers, like like many mutants do, I guess, gets their powers in moments of heightened emotion or stress and um i having been to quinceaneras i and and being somebody who does not like a ton of eyes on me it just seemed like that was the perfect moment for a um for um for something like this to happen for a for a young person to experience getting powers and so that's kind of where the idea started um and i also have uh uh, you know, looking at my nieces, um, who are Latina and that love dressing up as, uh, superheroes that are already out there, like Supergirl, Wonder Woman, et cetera, uh, which is great and is awesome. And there's something universal about superheroes. I just felt like it would be really cool if there were a superhero that more, uh, closely reflected them and their lives and how they look, but also how their home life is and, and as a way to, um, relate to the character. And so the whole idea started there. And um, and now I'll hand it over to Kate and Emma, who can tell you more about what this story is. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, <let me> <laughs> right, so yeah, so we have um, Jose Vera Cruz, who, um, I, I mean, and, and I'll just know, I, I taught high school for a while, too. Not not full time, but um, but like part time, and, and kind of work with them in the summer. And I, you know, it was really important to have her feel like like the high schoolers that I loved slash drove me crazy. She is, you know, she's cranky and 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 you know difficult, but also so cheerful and sweet. Like she's that great mix that like if you've been around teenagers, you're like, yeah, that is that is kind of the t- tenor of what it is to be a teenager, where you're kind of delightful and impossible all, all at once. And um, she um. And she very much feels, uh, you know, like invisible because she is invisible. People are kind of like her classmates at the start of the story are paying attention to her because 
she's throwing this party with free food and a DJ, a.k.a. her quinceanera, but she kind of feels like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen, and then I'm just going to go back to being, you know, this person people look through. And um, and that's not what happens. She discovers she has superpowers at her quinceanera, and her abuela, our favorite um, oh, yeah. character, um, also has superpowers when she was, like, when she, um, during her... Uh, when she was 15, sort of the so the mythology of the series is like, it's a thing that happens in the Veracruz family. Sometimes you get superpowers on your 15th birthday. They only last a year. So you got to use your powers wisely. Um, and so it's really fun because we have um, Lupe and Abuela sort of as this kind of like, uh, you know, like Harry Potter, Dumbledore to some, like a, a mentor mentee. Um, and very much the, you know, the, the um, it's 15 issues. Um, and, uh, so it's, it's a limited series, um, and it really does play like one single narrative over the course of this year about, just, you know, really, uh, you know, what it is when you're, you know, you're a teenager and your brain isn't even fully formed yet and you're, you know, confused and cranky and weird, but trying really hard. And you've been given this monumental responsibility. And we do, and I don't want to spoil too much, but we do have, um, an antagonist that's very much, uh, a, a, a worthy and, and daunting opponent. Um, and, uh, and it's sort of in the, in the, you know, in the kind of like in the Buffy verse, being inspired by the Buffy verse very much is, um, you know, if, if Lupe represents, you know, inclusivity and a superheroine that doesn't look and sound like other superheroines, um, our antagonist very much represents white male toxicity and the patriarchy and kind of everything you, you have come to expect from kind of, comic book tropes over the years so um so that's really fun and exciting yeah i don't know if i have anything real left to fill in only on that last note that i guess one of my other areas of geekitude is truly uh um the history of um of, of gender and feminism in superhero comics and this is the first chance it's the first chance that i've gotten to work on super heroic myself, although I've worked in comics before and with Kit and, and with Sebastian, but this is the first chance crack I've gotten to take at a superhero narrative. Mm-hmm. And I find, I, I, I am a huge Wonder Woman fan. I, um, and, uh, and I'm a huge fan of other, um, uh, of just like the, the classic DC Marvel universes. Um, there's a couple great books that I would like to drop to kind of illustrate this point. Uh, the Supergirls by Mike Madrid, which is kind of just a very, very, uh, summative look at gender and women in superhero comics, and also The Secret History of Wonder Woman by Jill Lepore, which is amazing. Um, but there's always these bits of culture and, and current social situations and historical social situations that tie into these stories and uh and I think that that is definitely an element of of Kinsey and and the world that Kinsey takes place in and the, and the stakes for for Lupe and for and for her friends and family um so yeah 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 and I mean it's you know we both love these we, we all love these kind of stories these you know um whether whether or not they're actually comic book superheroes or kind of more of like a Harry Potter like magical Joseph Cantley kind of coming of age, like hero's journey kind of thing. Um, and, and in Kinsey, what we very much try to do is, is, well, A, just tell like the best darn story we possibly could. Mm-hmm. Like the most exciting, funny, 
um, moving, um, just good story. Um, but we're also at, at every turn, we're really trying to um, examine the tropes that exist and kind of flip them. And, uh, you know, a whale is a great example of like, you know, when we think like kind of like a magical mentor, you do think Gandalf, you think Dumbledore, you think like an old white dude, you don't think an abuela. And that's, that's kind of, and, and she's been one of my favorite characters to write, but we do, we absolutely flip the um, script on, um, you know, Lupe's love interest. What is, you know, what is a Mary Jane Watson? What does a Lois Lane look like for Lupe? Her, her, you know, her villain, all, all these things. Um, and so with hope, it both feels like a story that's, you know, it's hitting all the marks you really want in, in a really sweeping great hero's journey. And at the same time, you're seeing it every step of the way, how, um, how we're flipping the tropes and how they look very, very different in this story. So fingers crossed that, 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 that that's like a thing people think. <laughs> that's so, that's so awesome. It's like you're hitting all of the, the, the buttons for me. I think it's, it's so cool that, that you've got this diversity in there, that you're, you're looking at it from a different perspective, a different character that we don't see very often. I, I, I love this. Um, what is your creative process? So how do the three of you put this together? Because like I said, this is probably the, the most people I've interviewed at once. And I'm, I'm sure that with three different people coming at an idea from three different directions, um, how, how do you sort through that and end up with a product that you guys are all happy with? I, I, I don't, um, I don't know how you guys feel, but it's been incredibly easy because we are pretty darn in sync about a lot of, yeah. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We, we have, we have a lot of the same satisfactions in life. I think the thing we went most back and forth on is Lupe's superhero costume. <laughs> I think that was, we were all like, and it wasn't even there wasn't even any fighting. We just like couldn't decide. We were just really torn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But usually the the order goes. You know, Sebastian came with us with the with the um, you know, with the seed of the idea and 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 kind of with a bible laid out for for how. Yeah, well, I think Sebastian, like, I think this is correct. I mean, it's been, it's been a little while, so I think I'm remembering this right. Like, you came with the, I mean, like, it was Lupe, it was her family, it was kind of like, like, this is kind of like, these are the, these are the players, and this is, this is the concept, and then you and I had a few conversations about what the, what the series arc would look like, what that plotting would look like, kind of, and kind of, you know, then kind of introducing a romantic interest and a villain and, 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 and such, um, uh, that's right. Am I remembering that right? I feel like yeah, totally. That's totally right. I, I um, yeah. it's kind of a funny thing. The when I had first come up with the idea, and I did, I came up with like a little pitch package type thing. Um, I, I had originally thought, oh, I'll, I'll try and tackle this thing. Like this will be something I do in my spare time. Like it was something I was really, really excited about, and really, um, I felt strongly about. But what I realized extremely quickly was I, A, had no spare time, and B, really wanted people involved that would elevate this and take this to the next level. And I I am so thankful that when I did reach out to Kit and Emma, who were my only considerations for this, that they both said yes, because they both had what I felt was like going to be the perfect, I felt like this would be the perfect combination of people their talent. I'm so, I'm such fans of them and their talent. And, um, when they said yes, it was like, okay, great. Awesome. And when they said, yes, we'll keep doing it, um, was even better. And, um, as, as Emma said, I feel like we are all very much on the same page, uh, as far as stuff goes. 
But yeah, as far as creative process, that's exactly right, Kay. That's exactly um, exactly how it happened, at least in my memory as well. Yeah, I mean, well, if we're both remembering the same thing, it's probably like what happened. <laughs> um, I think I just put a bunch of Google Docs and stuff, just like back and forth. And so once we had kind of like, this is the, you know, this is the series arc, this is the 15 issues. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I think I had like a line or two for each issue about, um, uh, you know, I'll write an issue. Um, I'll email it to Sebastian and Emma. I like just trying my hardest to impress them both <laughs> um, so hard. I nervously wait. Um, I get my notes back. Um, they're always very kind and supportive. Um, and I, I do a rewrite, a few rewrites. And then, um, and then it's off to Emma to, um, to illustrate. And then, and then at a certain point, you guys are like doing like formatting and like condensing files. And I just like totally like back off at that point. I'm like, I just don't, I don't read those emails. I mean, I, I see the emails, but I just, I'm not, cause it's just like, it's, it's Photoshop stuff, I think, that I just have no literacy in. So. <laughs> it all works well. Everybody has their, their thing. But I, again, yeah, um, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I'm so happy about. Like I, I feel like I'm smiling every time we do one of these podcasts or something because I'm just so thankful that it is an easy process and that, um, I, I mean, from day one, when we did sit down and have those meetings with, or when I sat down with kid at, at, you know, coffee shops or whatever, like she had so many ideas and, and did take it. it this is a project where I've definitely, when, when the scripts come in and when, uh, Emma's artwork comes in, I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God I didn't, uh, <laughs> myself or I didn't, you know, it was just like, thank God they said yes. Thank God this is all working out. Like, I'm just so, um, in awe and just like, this is, I can say, like, this is something where it is definitely immeasurably better having Kid and Emma involved than if I had been like, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. So. <laughs> like awesome. I'm gonna do it myself, boy. I mean, and that's I mean, I think it's always I, I I wish I got to work. I mean, whenever I get to work in a team, a great team, um, and this is the I think one of not the best teams I've ever gotten to be a part of. Um, it's that thing where not only I mean, and you just you you expect everyone around you to make you better. You and, and you know that you're better together than you would be alone. And you're so it's not. It, when, when I'm waiting for notes, I'm not like, oh God, I hope I was perfect. If I wasn't perfect, I'm gonna be so pissed. I'm I'm, I'm expecting that I wasn't perfect, and I'm expecting um, that Sebastian and Emma are gonna are gonna fill in my blind spots and point out my weaknesses and 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 and, and help me. Um, and I and I hope I can do the same thing for for you guys. And that, that's that's Absolutely. that's why I think it works so well is because. It's, it's, it's almost more than mutual respect. It's, I, I'm trying to, I'm searching through my adjectives. It's, um, I mean, admiration. I, I, I admire Sebastian and Emma so, so, so much. And I'm so grateful for whenever they, you know, have, cause it's not about who has the right idea. It's about someone having the right idea. So the right idea can get in there. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. plus, like, once we linked up with fan base, things just got, like, even, easier oh, yeah. and more supportive and more loving like yeah, yeah. like like i i don't know how we all <laughs> got this lucky to kind of it, it's a justice league of people like, really like everyone's true. bringing their best their best stuff no i feel like i don't know if, I, I don't know if that's actually an accurate descriptor i don't know yeah. if everyone in the justice league is bringing their best stuff. <laughs> and i know <laughs> barbara and bryant who are the i think fashion president and editor of chief respectively bryant is president barbara's editor-in-chief is the correct Terms, I right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we're the, they, I, I think we're like probably the same age or very close, but like they feel like my comic book mom and dad. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> my homework and like eat my vegetables, <laughs> but like in a really kind, supportive way. But I'm, I'm really grateful to them for for keeping me slash us on track. That's yeah. awesome. Now, where where can we find this? When is it out? Where where do we go? Because I I think there's going to be quite a few people that are are interested in more information. I really hope so. I'm, we're all obviously very passionate about this project and, and so excited to get it out there. Um, it comes out on the 15th of every month uh, on Comixology starting January 15th. Um, it is 15 issues. So over the summer, a couple will come out on the same day, sort of as a summer vacation uh, bonus. Um, and then so it'll be it's digital first. So it'll be January 15th, February 15th, 15th of every month. Uh, Digitally on Comixology, and then the trade paperback, the actual printed version, will come out October of next year. Oh, wow. Okay. That's awesome. Um, oh, sorry, one more thing. We're also we're on Facebook, so if you want to like our Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash Um And then also we're on Twitter and all the, you know, the various social platforms. But okay. um, It's the same handle for all of them. Yeah. Well, very great. Well, thank you guys so much for for not only sharing yourselves with us today, but but introducing us to this this comic book because I I'm excited about it. Like I said, I think um, for for the population that I work with, this is something that a lot of them are going to really enjoy. So I, I can't wait until the trade comes out and I can get a couple for my classroom because I think that that's like the perfect place for something like this. Um, yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll come hang. We'll come like stuff and then we'll all like just go bike around Palm Springs afterwards. Exactly. I'm, I'm inviting myself to your town. Absolutely. <laughs> you are always more than welcome. More than welcome. Very cool. Do you guys have any shout outs today? Oh, I guess I should shout out my dog. I them. Harvey and Phoebe, mom loves you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think just a general shout out to like to Team Sunkillner, to yeah. our family. Yeah, yeah. To, to you know humans that have like the ability to process language. That's probably yeah. like <laughs> that's like good. Everyone, yeah. everyone who's ever been nice to us, hi, thank you. Everyone who's ever been nice to us, look at us now. I guess Scott Eden, thank you for using high school's metaphor so so beautifully and inspiring. I'll us. watch Buffy soon. I promise. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I was just gonna echo what. Uh, kids said earlier, shout out to Fanbase Press. Uh, they've been so Hey, Fanbase! Barbara and yeah. Brian! <laughs> so crucial to getting this whole thing done. So, it's very, uh, hey guys! <laughs> very cool. I'm gonna send a shout out to, uh, my seniors who have been making Heroes of the Storm so much fun for me this, this last week. Uh, David, Scott, Eddie, Ryan. I'm gonna miss people. Um, Daniel, and, Oh no, there's somebody else in there. If I missed you, I apologize. But uh, but a shout out to you guys because I I every time you guys send me an invite, it it puts a smile on my face. So thank you for that. Uh, coming up next week, we're gonna be talking to Ray Vargas. I promise this time. I know we missed the Doctor Strange episode. Uh, Ray Vargas is gonna come in. We're gonna cover Rogue One, but we're gonna we're gonna definitely cover Doctor Strange during that as well. That was completely my fault, not his, so I apologize for not getting a Doctor Strange episode out, but we will be talking to him next week, and and that is what you have to look forward to. Do you guys have anything coming up this week that we should be looking for? Oh, man. Mm. I don't know. Um, uh, 
I don't think I have anything current. I, I just wanted to say your your high school kids sound so great. They sound such like such nice chums. Yeah. I, I I'm very lucky. We're a very small school, and uh, it, we don't have a sports program. Um, and I, as much as I think sports are important, uh, I think it's cut down on the clickiness of our school, and it's let the the geeks kind of shine. And so between my drama kids and my gamer kids, uh, you know, I think you know, I, we're we're very lucky to I'm very lucky to work there. I I kind of want your school to be like I don't know like a Disney show or something. I think that's, that's a great There's no sports, so everyone has to like comic books. In a world, Disney XD, they they do stuff, right? Disney yeah. XD, that's yeah, a channel. That's a program. That's a, that, that name, is that the right name for the channel? You got exactly. I got exactly right. right. Good, good, good. Well, it's funny because it's it's also a project-based school, and so they get put into teams that they have to work with for the entire semester. And so I've heard multiple students say, "Well, you don't want to be mean to other people at the." school because you never know when you're going to require them to do stuff for your grade because you're going to be in a team with them. So uh, so I think it's just, you know, they, they kind of, it's forced positivity and forced uh, getting along. That's just for, that's like the real world. It's like when they go to work, they're not going to like all their coworkers, but you've got to be nice. <laughs> like, I, exactly. I've, I've told many a student who's like, I hate her. I don't want to be in a group anymore. It's like, well, you know, when you get into the real world, you're going to get that dream job and just hate the person in the office next to you. So yeah. just prepare. Yeah, that seems, I mean, it seems like you're preparing them much better for real life and, like, the skills you need to survive as an adult than, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like anyone that was, like, obsessed with getting A's, like, in school, it's like, there's, I mean, there's value to that, but, like, a lot of times those skills you get into the real world are like, oh, wait, no, I have to be good with other people. It's not about just, like, you know, winning. Um, so I don't know. Pl- I'm going to play that phrase for them over and over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that whole, it's that whole cliche of like, it's like when, the, when the kid is like, when am I ever going to use math in the real world? It feels like you're teaching them all, all the skills you use in the real world about like interpersonal relationships and team building and whatever. We use math all the time. We used it once. <laughs> <laughs> and I just didn't understand that. I just, I just Googled and cut and paste, like, the phrase. I'm not even sure if it's still in, like, the final draft. Oh, I use it for, like, dimensions. Oh, okay, okay. You use it. <laughs> I, I, I did one dumb math joke and then I think you it. <laughs> All right. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. You can currently find us at geektitude.com, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you would like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow us, uh, follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude, or me personally at Epic Grays. I know you guys briefly mentioned it, but would you mind uh, letting us know where we can find you? Uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at E.M. Steinkelner. That's S-T-E-I-N-K-E-L-L-N-E-R. Um, oh, I'm on it. I'm, I'm Kit. I'm on Instagram at, uh, at, at Kit Steinkelner. And on Twitter, I'm at books are my BFS, uh, because my first internet thing was writing about books. Um, someday I'll switch it over to Kit Steinkelner. But for right now, it's books are my BFS. Um, and this is Sebastian. You can find me at Sebastian Artist on Instagram, and you can find all the stuff about Kinsey at kinseycomic.com. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again so much for talking with me today. 
and uh, hopefully we get a bunch of people uh, looking at Tuesday. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you for having us. And for everybody listening out there, remember this week, keep it geek. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>